This is the 11th chapter, Genesis 11, verse 31. Terah took Abram, his son, and the lot, the son of, his, of Haran, his son's son, and Sarah, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. So they were leaving Ur, and they were headed to Canaan, but they dwelt in Haran. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Verse chapter 12, Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land I will show you, and I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curses thee. And in thee shall all the families of the Lord of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. Amen. I want to preach today from this title, Pushing Past Progress. Pushing Past Progress. Turn to a few people, shake their hand or wave at them or air high fives, whatever you're comfortable with doing. You may be seated. Have you ever wondered how far you walk in a day? I mean, we have devices now that can keep track of your steps. Um, sometimes you feel that they're not really accurate, but uh, you feel, surely I've walked more than this. Or maybe then some days you're like, wow, I walked that much. But I guess it works out. But uh, however many steps we walk in a day or a year, or what about a lifetime? How many steps do we take in a lifetime? Well, according to somebody, the average person takes about 7,500 steps in a day. And if this was maintained daily through the age of 80, you will have walked over 216 million steps throughout your lifetime. And so you would average about uh, 1,300 to 1,500 miles a year. That's how much you walk, uh, about 1,500 miles a year. Or about 3.7 miles a day. And so the average person with an average stride living until 80 years old will walk the distance of about 110,000 miles. And now the earth has a circumference of nearly 25,000 miles. And so in theory, we have the ability... To walk around the world five times in our lifetime. Quite the trip there. A man by the name of Dave Kunst was the first person to walk around the earth. Obviously, he didn't walk over the waters, uh, but just the the continents. He traversed the continents. He walked 14,450 miles in just over four years. If you can spare a few more steps, another man named George Megan walked from the southern tip of South America all the way to the tip of Alaska. 19,000 miles he did that in 2,425 days or six and a half years he walked from South America to the tip of 
North America. They say he wore out over 12 pairs of hiking boots just walking that distance. And so I guess it begs us to ask the question, if God gives us 110,000 miles to walk in our lifetime, then what we need to realize is this, that two people can start in the same place and walk the same distance, the same amount of miles, but end up in different places. How so is because one may put a limit on how far they want to go. And once that cap has been reached, and once they've come to their designated end, then, then they turn around and just keep walking back. And and while the other one sets no limitations and just keeps on walking, and one will see the same things over and over, while the other one will see the world. You decide how far you want to go and how fast you want to get there. Uh, Coming out of Egypt, Israel skipped across the wilderness in about two years or so, they were from they went from Egypt to the banks of the promised land. And once they reached the promised land, they decided that they couldn't and wouldn't go in. And so God took them back through the way that they came. They took He took them back to the wilderness where then it took them 40 years to get out. Same location. Same terrain. Either you can get through it in two years or you can get through it in 40 years. And you decide, Israel. Israel had the choice. They did it once before where they just went right through a straight line to the promises of God. But then once faith and and fear crept into their minds and their souls, then they realized or believed that they could not. And so then now it took 40 years to do what they did in two years. Once the boundaries are declared, once fear sets in and says, this is how far that you can go or you're willing to go, once the cap and the limitations have been set, then all you can do is to walk in circles. And that's great that you walked 60,000 miles, but where did you go? Where did those miles take you? Walking around in circles for 60 years will equal about 60,000 miles, and, and you went nowhere that whole time. You can go on a 40-year journey, or you can go on a one-year journey 40 times. We have the choice We can decide how far we want to go if we want to put any limitations or caps or barriers or roadblocks or blocks in our life. We can decide how far that it is that we want to go in God. And some people set limits and some people say, no, I don't want any limits in my walk. I want to just keep on walking with the Lord. I don't want to walk in circles any longer. I've seen this scenery long enough. But it's time to rise up and say, I want to see something new in God. I want to go past where I've already been. I don't want to take the same journey every single year, but I want to start stepping forward and beyond where I've been before. 
You can go to the end of the earth, or, or you can go up and down your driveway with the same amount of steps. You decide where you want to go. What am I saying? I'm saying that we need to take down the barriers that we've put up in our life that keep on coming up, that keep us comfortable in our spiritual walk with God. And where are we willing to walk around? Are we just willing to walk around our spiritual block? But, but God is calling us even beyond where we've already been because he wants us to see new territories and fight new giants and climb new hills and new mountains and tear down new strongholds in our life. But if we're just walking in circles, we're not really fighting anything because we've been here before. And so God is calling us to go beyond the normal, beyond what is comfortable, and keep pressing forward. Because every time you reach the end, when you think you're at capacity, God does not want us to stop and set up camp. No, he says keep on going. Go beyond where you think you are because there is more out there. As long as we continue to take another step, one more push beyond your perceived limitations and break through that barrier, break through that stronghold, and break through that camp of comfort because there is more out there. We've got more steps to take. We've got more miles to walk, and if we have to use them, let's use them on a new place, on a new terrain, on a new destination. Let's not use up those steps walking in the same paths that we've already been walking before, and I'm not going to use them all up walking in circles and experiencing the same old things just one year later and seeing the same scenery one year later. No, I want to go to places in God that I've never been before, and and I want to go and see things I've never seen before. And let me tell you, you cannot get there from here. You cannot get there and while you're staying where you're at. You have to be willing to say, I've been here before. I've been here long enough. But now it's time to take another step. Take a step in the direction that you've never been before. And watch God see what he has waiting for you. We like to get comfortable and stay comfortable. But God's blessings and his provisions kind of are only, only last for so long in a certain place. We want to see new things. We've got to go new places in God. Genesis 12, God calls Abram to a place he's never before. Obviously, uh, it's, it started in, at the end of verse, uh, chapter 11. Tells him to get out of his father's house. Go to a land that I will show you. Clearly, Abram has never been there before. Otherwise, he would have just said, go meet me at this place. But God wasn't specific. He just said, go leave your father's house and follow me, and I'll take you and lead you to a place. Uh, and so, but it comes at a cost, Abram, because nothing in the kingdom comes without a cost. See, we want progress in God, but we don't want to pay for it. We want to go new places in God and experience new heights and deeper depths with God, but uh, that comes at a price. That comes at a sacrifice, and if we are not willing to do the extra, then we cannot expect to get a little extra out. 
And so the destination that God is calling us to, the places that he's trying to take us to, are filled with the miraculous of the Most High. But in order to attain it, in order to reach it, there must be a sacrifice. And what will it cost, Abram? What sacrifice does he have to pay? Well, in short, everything. Everything that Abram has come to know about life and all it has, forget about it. Discard it, Abram. You're not going to need that where God is wanting to take you because all of that, your life experience, your collectibles, your systems, your, your knowledge, your, your way of doing things, uh, the sooner we can accept the fact that no matter how smart we are and how we've got it all figured out, the sooner we realize that God doesn't need any of that to accomplish his will. God doesn't need our talents, our abilities. He just needs us to say, yes, Lord, lead me. He just needs a vessel to say, okay, God, where do you want me to go? Cast away all those cares and wants and say, God, I'm going to follow after you. In order for your will to be done, God just needs a willing vessel to say, okay, I'll take another step. That's all he needs. In fact, those things actually become weights in our walk because we've learned to lean upon them and the safety and security of our structured world becomes a prison to our progress in God because we get so comfortable where we're at and used to everything and, and we cannot expect to see new things if we're staying in the same place. And so God is telling Abram, Go ahead and leave all that stuff behind. You're not going to need that. Leave your father's house. Leave the safety and security of the city. And take a step in the direction of the unknown. And I will take you to places that you have never been. And I will provide for you. And I will meet your needs. And I will become your safety and your security. I will become your shield and your strong tower should you ever need anything. The only way that God can be that for you is if we leave behind the things of this world, the cares of our life, and say, God, I put my faith in you. I put my safety in your hands. You be my shield. You be my strong tower. The only way you can do that is when you step out into the places you've never been before. Because as long as we see things and recognize where we're at, we take some safety in that. Oh, I know where we're at. I don't need help. I don't need directions. I know where I'm at. And so we have to continue past our perceived capacity. Sometimes we just think that, oh, we can't, can't do anymore, can't go anymore. Well, that then in effect becomes a hindrance. As long as we think that we can't, then that's as far as we can go. Then if we go past our capacity, then you will see things that you have never seen before. And, and you'll pray like you've never prayed before. And then you'll have clarity in your calling like you've never had before. But not until you muster the courage and the strength that is deep down inside your soul and say, I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready to leave the old world and search for a new one. I'm ready to leave my old self behind in search of a new me. 
But God is calling us to a higher level. He's calling this church to a greater commitment of consecration than ever before. Why? Because he wants to take us further than we've ever been before. Because there is more, more beyond where we are at. More beyond our limitations. More beyond our capacity. More beyond our barriers. But if you will leave comfort in pursuit of what is beyond, then you will see the hand of God in your life. Abram answers the call of God to go beyond. He leaves his father's house in the Ur of Chaldees in pursuit of a tent in the wilderness. He leaves the comfort of civilization in pursuit of an uncertain terrain. He leaves the safety and security of the walled metropolis in pursuit of becoming a vulnerable vessel of God. It cost Abram everything. <clears throat> everything seems to be going so well. <clears throat> Ur is behind him. <clears throat> I get this behind me. <clears throat> I think I burned up all my water worshiping, which I guess that's a good thing. <clears throat> Everything seems to be going well. Ur is behind him, it's in his dust. Abram is using steps to take him to places that he's never been before. And they decide to stop in Haran. Thank you. And they decide to stop in Haran. Not sure why. Some say that Haran is 600 miles from Ur. Now that may not seem like a lot, but walking there, you'll find out it's a long way away. Say it's about a two-month journey walking every single day. I get tired walking around the house. Can't imagine walking to Haran. So maybe after taking some steps toward his calling... Abram started to get weary. Now he is getting a taste of what it means to live by faith. But after a short while of, of moving in the right direction, he wasn't going in the wrong direction. Abram was going in the right direction. Uh, after a little while of going in that way, Abram is starting to shift his goals and his priorities. And he's realizing and embracing his calling. He's now feeling a burden of it, and he's, he's carrying this, this call like he'd never had before. And, but now he decides to take a break because there's nothing wrong with breaks. Just a short one, nothing too long. Well, let's just pull over in Heron and just, just wait it out here for a little bit and catch our breath. The Bible doesn't tell us how long they're in Heron, but they were there long enough. For Abram's father to die there. However long it was, Abram probably ended up staying in Haran longer than he intended. Longer than he initially thought. Oh, well, we'll just stop for a day or two and uh, a day or two turns into a week. And then a week turns into a month. And, and pretty soon, Abram has become a citizen of Haran. When God has called him to be a citizen of the promised land. 
It's not that Abram was purposely avoiding Canaan. No, he was headed there. It's not that Abram had ill intentions when he entered Haran. It's, it's not that stopping and resting and, and refueling in Haran is, is a sinful act either. But, but many things in life start out with good intentions. Start out with a good reason, but at some point they end up turning and becoming the reason why we can't go on. Well, let's just stay one more day and we'll get, we've just settled in, uh, I need to recoup a little bit more. And we, we, what started out as a good intention now becomes a hindrance to our progression. And we start justifying our reason for staying where we're at. God, don't you see, already went 600 miles God, don't you see, look, look, look at what I've all I've already done and look at how much I've already sacrificed, God, and I'm not where I used to be. Uh, I'm doing better and I, I'm closer than I've ever been before. And God is saying, that is great what you've done and I, I'm pleased with your progress, but there is still more out there. I didn't call you to live in Haran. I called you to live in Canaan. And so you need to keep on moving Abram you need to keep on pushing past the progress that you've already made we're not here to to talk down about it and say you haven't done anything no what we're saying is God is still calling you to a higher place a deeper place and so we need to keep on moving Abram your father could have seen the land that I would have given you he could have died in the promised land, but instead, he died in Haran. We will always lose something when we aren't where God has called us to be. When we decide to take a pit stop and a break, and uh, not nothing against those, but when we stay too long, we can end up losing things that maybe we should not have lost there, and uh, life and promises and the blessings of God are waiting for Abram and Canaan. But he's comfortable and he's camped out in Haran. And so if we aren't careful, all of our progress and all of our growth and accomplishments in God can actually become a hindrance and, and keep us from where God is wanting us to go. God, I've, I've done this and this and this for you, and I've sacrificed this and that over the years. I've already done enough, and go ask somebody else to make a sacrifice and ask them to do more because uh, that I've already been there and I've already done that. Well, I'm here to tell you that's called Heronese, the language of comfort. The language of spiritual apathy, the language of lukewarmness, speaking that language and living in that location will keep you from where God has called you to actually go and be. I'm not trying to discard and write off any and all progress and accomplishments that you've already done in the kingdom of God. But what if, just what if, all of the 85 years that you've been in church... And all the sacrifices you have given and all the days and weeks and months that you've fasted and all the countless hours that you've prayed. What if all that progress has only gotten you to Haran? And we think we've already arrived. 
In God's eyes, we're camping out in Haran just like Abram was. What? God, look at how far I've gone. Look at all this I've already done. And, and it's only gotten us to Haran. And, and we parade around like we're in the promised land. And pastor asks us to fast an extra meal or an extra day. Why? He's not talking to me because doesn't he know I've already arrived? Why should I come even earlier to church to pray? I, I've been praying longer than the pastor's been alive. And, and, and why do I need any more of that? Because I'm here to tell you that there is still even more out there. Beyond what we've come to know, beyond all that we've already experienced, I'm here to tell you that there is still more out there. There are still places in God that we haven't seen or experienced yet. And you might be in the promised land in one part of your life, but another part of your life you might be stuck in Haran. And God is calling us to take one step past our progress, one step past our experiences, one more step beyond our limitations, one more mile beyond our capacity, and go and meet God in a new land, and go and meet God in a new experience, go and meet God on Mount Moriah and see what God awaits for you there. Shouldn't be satisfied where we are at. As soon as we become satisfied, we settle for Haran when the promised land awaits. I've got a little object lesson. Many people are different learners. Maybe you haven't heard a word I said. Maybe this will get you. So I've got a bottle of water here, just opened it, and so it's pretty much full to the capacity as we would we would say and so i guess my question here today is can i pour this bottle of water inside that bottle now initially we're going to we're going to say nope it's already full but let's see if i just pour a little bit is there going to be anything that happens to the water inside and so we walk around and we're thinking that we're full. And God says, hey, I got a whole nother bottle that I want to pour out. And we say, God, don't you see the water's already to the lid. And how, how in the world can, this, can I get any more in you? Well, this water used to be clear. But God says, hey, I've still got more in you. Even though it doesn't make sense, I can pour, keep on pouring more and more in this. And it's going to fill out, and all of a sudden, we're in a different place in God. I never thought I could get here. But all of a sudden, we took the cap off of our mind and said, God, what is it that you want me to have? Where is it that you want me to go? How is it that you want me to do these things? Help me to remove the barriers that are in my life. God, I thought I could not do it, but God, I don't want to place a limit on you, on your power, on your grace, on your mercy. Because God has more than enough for each and every one of us to call you to a different place and a higher level than what you are right now. But as long as we sit back and say, God, I'm already full, 
That can be an example of all kinds of barriers in our life, our, our prayer life. Oh, I, I don't think I can pray over 15 minutes. Well, as long as you think that, you'll never pray over 15. But God says, hey, I see some room. I can pour things out. And so what God is wanting us to do is to push past our progress. God wants you to pray even longer. God wants you to pray for a half hour, for an hour. If you've never prayed over an hour, I'm here to tell you God wants you to pray more than an hour. It's possible. It's only us that put up these barriers and say, oh, I just can't do it. Well, then you'll never get that. You'll never push back those barriers. Jesus tells us, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. A river is not a stationary thing. How much water is in a river? I don't know. But Jesus said, all of that can keep on flowing out of me. But as soon as I put a cap on it, as soon as I put a barrier, a limitation on it, then the water can't flow anymore. Then God says, well, I, now I can't put anything else in there. The Bible says that the, the whole earth is full of the glory of God. So if the earth is already full of God's glory, then we would say, well, God, you can't pour anything else in the earth. But what if God wants to say, I know my earth, the earth is already full, but I just want to pour a little bit more glory down inside the earth. You see, God has, uh, wants to take us to places that our minds can't even perceive. But as long as we have that cap on, the limitations on, God can do what he wants to do. I want to be a somebody that says, God, remove the barriers, remove the boundaries, break down the strongholds in my mind, in my life that keep me from going where you want me to go. God, help me to take another step to where you need me to go. I don't want to see the same things over and over. I want to start seeing some new things in God. Musicians, if you would come. For centuries, mankind was walking in circles. For a long time, they thought the earth was flat and they didn't want to go too far or else they'd fall off. And so they... They kept their, their, their barriers up. They said, well, we can't go that far. We might fall off. But if you put up that picture, this is uh, the rock of Gibraltar. Spain is uh, on the north side of this strait, the strait of Gibraltar, and Africa is on the south part. If you can, I don't know if you can see it or not, but in the top right is uh, Africa. Uh, and so... Uh, this is called the Straits of Gibraltar. It was also known as the Pillars of Hercules many, many years ago. And so tradition says that the Pillars of Hercules had this warning. It said, Ne plus ultra. Serving as a warning to sailors and navigators to not go any further. You cannot go any further beyond these, these, these barriers right here. And for centuries, this was the end of the known world. Once you reach Hercules' pillars, ne plus ultra, nothing further beyond here. This is the end. This is as far as you go. And so if you've reached this place, then the best thing you can do is to turn around and to go back because there's nothing further beyond this point. And no reason to go any further. They say there's nothing out there. 
And so they stayed within the boundaries of the Mediterranean Sea, and they would loop around, and this where they come back here. And, oh, there's the gates, can't go any further. Come back into the Mediterranean Sea, and uh, that's where they lived. For centuries, this is the way it was done. You would be crazy to leave behind the comforts of civilization and go past that rock and start sailing into the unknown terrain. You would be crazy to leave the comforts of civilization to go into nothing. Why would you leave the safety and security of the walled metropolis of the known world in pursuit of becoming a vulnerable vessel out there in the unknown? Why go beyond when the sign says there is nothing further beyond? Why go? Because I believe that there is more out there. Fear puts up the barriers. Fear puts up the blockades and the, ba- and the walls and say, you can't go any further. But faith says, I, I feel that there's something out there. There's a calling on the other side. And, and faith doesn't always make sense. But faith will always lead you to where God is calling you to be. And so we need to start walking more by faith and not by sight. And tear down the barriers that fear puts up in our life. Go beyond that, not only just fear put that up, but we put up our own barriers. And so we tell ourselves we can't go anymore. That's as far as we go. But as you know and I know, as it turns out, a man by the name of Christopher Columbus said, I'll go beyond that. I'll brave out there. I'll go out there into the unknown and and, and follow the the winds and the stars. And uh, I'll sail past the pillars of Hercules and wave by to the warning that says nothing further beyond. You may say that, but I'm going to prove you wrong. And so he goes and he sails the ocean blue, as you come to know. And he ignored the warning that says there's nothing more out there. And as we know, what did he discover? He discovered a whole new world. That was waiting out there. That those people could have found out for themselves and they could have populated this place long before uh, America was ever founded. And so uh, I'm here to tell you today that no matter how far you've gone in God, and it's great to celebrate our progress, but God wants us to know that there is more out there beyond where we're at. We may only be inherent, and God's saying, hey, there's still more. I want to continue going where God is calling us to go, pushing past the progress that we've made in our life. You stand with me tonight. I don't know where you are in your walk with God, and really it doesn't matter. Because we're all in the same boat. There is always more beyond than where you are currently living. We've all got steps that we need to take and not backwards. The steps that we have to take are in a new direction. To go forward and take places and to do things we've never done before. We're all going to walk the same amount of miles in our life. But I guess it depends on where we take those. 
spend our whole life in our driveway or we can use those steps and say, God, remove the barriers. Break down the walls that are up and hindering me. Either we walk to Heron and spend all our steps there. Either we rack up the miles walking in circles in the wilderness. Or we start taking a step in the direction of uncertainty. God wants us to push back, push past our barriers, to go beyond our limitations, to continue going past our capacity. You think you can only pray for 30 minutes? God is saying, I believe you can pray longer. You think you can only fast one meal or one day? I think you can pray or fast even longer than that. And so you thought an hour was your capacity. Well, God says, hey, I know people that pray longer than an hour. And so there's more out there beyond that. But it's up to us. Are we willing to go past the, the walls? Are we willing to go past what we know and say, God, it's time for me to step into a new place, a new direction, a new calling, a new place in you where I can start seeing new things. And let me tell you, remind you, it's going to cost you something. Taking a few steps there this week is great. But if you really want to go somewhere in God, it's going to have to be more than a few steps, more than a few days. You're going to have to keep walking until you can no longer see that old life. You can no longer see that old, that old man, that old woman you used to be. We're using this coronavirus and containment as a, a, a pivoting point where we say we're not going back to that old way. We're not going back <clears throat> to that old life. I'm not, I don't want to be the person that I was before this break and this outbreak because I want to be somebody new. God, you're calling us to a new place, a new destination. You're calling us to the promised land. And I don't want to settle for living in the old way, living in hair. But God is saying, hey, let's take another step of faith. Let's, let's fast another meal this week. Let's pray a little bit longer. Yeah, you're going to hit barriers in prayer, but either the barrier is going to stop you or are you going to say, I'm going to keep on praying till I get through this barrier, till I pull it down, till I get around it, climb up it, go around it, go through it, whatever I have to do, I'm going to reach for new heights in God. If you're with me, let's begin to worship the Lord. Let's step out in faith and say, God, give me the strength. God, call me. Give me the direction that you need. God, you have new places for me to go deeper callings, a deeper walk in you. Come on, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to go. Does anyone want to go? I've been changed. Come on. Let's cry out to him, God. Help us. Help me, Lord. Forgive me for being complacent. Free. For being comfortable. For thinking I've done Delivered. enough. I
let's worship him. Come on, we're not going back. We're going forward in God. We're tired of seeing the same old things, but God, lead us to a new place. Lead me to a deeper calling, a higher height than you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. Sometimes our barriers are not as obvious to us because our pride hides them from us. Our pride ain't going to tell us what our problem is. And so our barriers sometimes are hidden. We don't even realize that these things can be a barrier or hindrance to us. That's why you need to ask God, God, show me the things that are hindering me. Show me the things that are weighing me down and, 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 and becoming a weight in my life that are blocking me from going to where you want me to go. Because I assure you, God does not want his people to, to take comfort in Heron. Because there's so much more available to God, to us out there as a people, as in your life, and as us as a church. Amen. But we have to be willing to say, God, lead me, Lord. Lead me and I will follow. If we're willing to do that, we'll see great things in God that we've never seen before. How many want to see something new or go somewhere that you haven't been before? You're going to have to take that step. You're going to have to say, God, change me. Don't let me go back to the way I used to be before all of this. If you start praying a little bit more and fasting a little bit more and sacrificing a little bit more, you'll start to see some new things in your life. Because as the saying goes, if you keep on doing the same things over and over, you always get the same results. And so if you want to see something new, you got to do something new. To break that habit, break that chain, break that hindrance, and say, bye-bye, Heron. We're going on to build altars for God. I'm excited for where God's taking us and where he's going to go with us. We got to be willing to say, yes, Lord. I'm tired of that, those things. I want to go and do something great for you. Amen. We do that in confidence and faith in the Lord. Amen. Before we dismiss, um, uh, Allie is going in for uh, birth this week, I guess. Scheduled birth. They do it nowadays. They schedule it. Uh, so uh, she's also part of the church growth program. So we're excited for their commitment to that. Whatever it takes, Lord. Whatever it takes. Amen. So we want to pray for her. Um, I think it's Thursday, right? Thursday is the day scheduled, so we want to keep them in prayer that everything goes well and that God would be with them and guide them through all of this, amen, and so if you want to extend a hand or if you want to come and pray, well, let's do that right now, let's pray for them. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you right now.